1: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Gravel stank, gravel stank, got Poo-stank. a lot of gravel Poo-stank. stank. Poo-stank. Feel it woof, on woof, my poochie. knees and that my poochie. back of my woof, think poochie. tank. Woof, gravel stank. Woof, woof, <laughs> I mean, one thing that doing this podcast in isolation has really made me feel good about is all the music I did before we were doing this remotely. We um, were we were like a
2: fine-tuned orchestra compared to what we're <laughs> like over long distance. <laughs> um, but you know, but but people always prefer, you know, yeah. their old stuff m- better. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Alistair. Yeah. Are you well? Are you keeping well? I'm um, well. Do you realize
2: we are, we're now living in a post COVID nine uh, po- post COVID nineteen world that could have only ever occurred in a post 9/11 world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if we are in a post COVID-19 world. I feel like we're in in between pre and post. Mm. You know? Oh, we're a COVID-19 sort of, world. I think that's what it might be. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just, I, I, don't wanna, it, it, I don't want I don't want to give the virus wait, the satisfaction. <laughs> did you did you just invent a cure? because the only reason you could think that this is a post covid-19 world if you was if you knew for sure that this pandemic was done for it was a a thing of the past
2: i knew that for sure
1: mm. Mm. <laughs> 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 i've come up with a, a a cure that works on paper now i just need to get it to work on humans and we'll be fine <laughs>
2: So on paper, I've written down it dies randomly.
1: <laughs> yes, um, Alastair, Andrew, what we what? need, what we really need, because let's think about the the film, The War of the Worlds. That's where a uh, a bunch of alien monsters come Cam. down to the planet Earth. Get killed by a virus. Get killed by a, a virus. The smallest of God's creatures living in well, the atmosphere. Well, it was like the
2: common cold, wasn't it? Which are often coronaviruses,
1: mm. Mm, indeed. And so maybe either, either what this is is we've just developed a new superweapon against any pote- potential alien invasion, which could be a great way to spin this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Or alternatively, what we need are just some a- to fight it with some aliens. By the yep. lure of comic inversion, we just need some three-legged alien laser ships to blast this coronavirus straight out of our lungs. Well, I haven't seen the movie Pandemic,
2: but is mm. this already it? Does does a pandemic take over the world, and then near the end, some aliens just come and wipe it out in a sort Damn of it. reverse <laughs> in a reverse War of the Worlds kind of thing?
1: Does that mean that for every every um alien movie, you can do the same thing but backwards? So, I guess uh, like for example, Independence Day, where aliens come down to rid us of the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> they're, then, they're,
2: then, then in White House Down. Mm. No
1: wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh I think there could be one in which the White House I mean if this hasn't been done already in a patriotic American movie, something where, white where they weaponize from the sky <laughs> well, where they weaponize the White House where um they dig out underneath the White House and they put jets on it and they fly it through the air, smashing aliens with that pointy bit on the top, yeah,
2: I guess in a way it would kind of be like uh, American imperialism in the way that they've mm. <laughs> Uh It could be a metaphor for that in the way that they that, you know oh. they 've had uh sort of troops and all over the world and stuff mm, but want be clear.
1: I want to be clear that this isn't a metaphor okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is from our um universe where the government has banned all metaphor and all yeah. subtext If something's good enough, put it in the text, and yeah. so this is only a movie about that literally taking place. And uh, not a metaphor for anything. It doesn't. It's amazing. We've made the first movie about a weaponized White House that doesn't actually have anything to say about American imperialism.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anything that even seems, even a little bit political, we've we've taken it out.
1: We've We've managed to take it out. You wouldn't have thought it was possible. But we have decaffeinated this extremely strong brew um, <laughs> via some sort of chemical process, and it contains no, no meaning whatsoever. I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I haven't seen the m- movie Dave for a really long time. But remember that movie Dave? That's where like that guy who looks like a lookalike for the president. Stands in for the president, and then the president dies, and he sort of becomes the president or something. Okay, remember that? Uh, I but it was a mostly a roman- rem- mostly a romantic comedy. Yeah, so it was like one of those
2: ones where somebody who's kind of like a bit of a comic actor plays him. Mm. Was it um, like
1: a, possibly Kevin Klein?
2: Kevin Klein, yeah, or Jeff Daniels or something? Oh no, Jeff Daniels yeah. <laughs> is more serious. I don't know, Jeff. I guess no, Jeff Daniels is in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay. I> think-
1: <laughs> Jeff Daniels is sort of a guy who's done really two wild ends of the spectrum, mm. but I don't know if he's done much in between. Um, he probably oh. has. He probably has. I take that back. No, 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 um, no, no,
2: no. Jeff Daniels—he's he's an extremist.
1: <laughs> uh, but look, look—is there anything in this idea? We we'll make do. a movie about well, a about a sentient White House. So the, so the White House is
2: sentient. It's not even Americans deciding to make ships that look like the White House and send them places.
1: <laughs> well, I was sh- just enamored by the idea of uh, the, the rom-com element from Dave, and so I've unilaterally made it a sentient White House that falls it, in so love. With a woman? With a woman. With a human woman.
2: <laughs> or an alien woman. The very aliens it was going to attack. Oh, very interesting.
1: Yes, you'd then, think that when they put thrusters underneath the White House, they were going to use it for flying it around and attacking the aliens. Oh no, but they're going to use it for
2: thrusting.
1: There's two things you could do with thrusters, baby, oh, <laughs> and one no. of them is thrusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it goes up there and it docks with the alien mothership, and they yeah. mate.
2: Well, mm. especially if it's a if it's a an alien force. That that they are themselves ships.
1: Mm so then exactly. it could yeah I it think could so. blend
2: in. You know, I mean this is turning into could sort it? of av- Avatar <laughs> or something like that. I mean James Cameron also... has to come up with another six movies or whatever, so this could be this could be they... you know, there's there could be a market already yeah. for this, or at least somebody yeah. won't <laughs> really
1: <laughs> This is somewhere in the uh in the Avatar extended universe, do you think?
2: Well, I think that, you know, some, mm. you know if he's going to set any of the movies on another planet, because mm. I guess it might not all be on this sort of like blue people mm-hmm. planet. Mm-hmm. We just yep. know that it's set in a universe where there are other planets that have valuable things that mm. you can go to, and
1: other living
2: creatures are there.
1: Um, unfortunately, one of the things that we do know about alien spaceships is that they're all very dark colors. I haven't seen a single white alien spaceship.
2: It's started. true. It's yeah. going to be
1: hard for it to blend in. I also don't know how many of them have neo-Gothic architecture. Is yeah. that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well... Neoclassical. I mean, Neoclassical. Well,
2: there's, there could be a planet where mm. that is a futuristic look.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting.
2: And, and it could be a ship that is like an ambulance. <laughs> so they, they tend yes. to be white. You don't often see medical spaceships in movies. No, you don't.
1: That's these are these are there are so many interesting elements going on here, right? Can we please write down White House seduces alien mothership, yep, and and impregnates it so that it actually does become a mothership, and oh, gives birth cool. to little hybrid White House alien ships. Um, but I also I'm interested, Alistair, in this yep. idea of uh, a planet in which. Neoclassical is very futuristic for them, which implies to me that they invented space travel almost before they invented the wheel. You know, what if that's the first thing they come up with, right? Yeah, and so they can they can cross the vast yawning chasms between the stars, but mm. that they they can only do it if they you know lay in a a a, a good supply of like um, mammoth. Flesh preserved in salt, or well, it, something like that. In,
2: initially, it was probably just created to, to you know, to get over yawning chasms. Mm. <laughs> you know, but it was they, very. They scalable. didn't invent the bridge. Mm, they just good invented rocket thrusters.
1: Well, so they come from a planet that's got a very active crust, right? So there's a yeah. lot of um, fault lines, almost, you know. Mm-hmm. every every 100 or so meters there'd be a huge gaping chasm and that's the only way to get around oh, is yeah. with these quite quite developed thruster ships otherwise you'll plummet down into the um into the lava yeah and
2: <laughs> you know it's funny that you say it like that because near where i grew up there was a place called Laval
1: and really yeah that is funny in montreal
2: <laughs> and laval <laughs> and just saying it like that you know it's not that far from lava
1: um great. I mean I, I think this would be a pretty cool planet where there was there mm. were big big exposed sections of lava. Like the con- the continental shelves, they mo- maybe they move around quite quite quickly. Is that what they call the continental shelf? The continental uh, plates, the plates. Plates um,
2: and the uh, tectonic plates.
1: Mm. But there are, but there are shelves, aren't there? There's also the continental shelf. Is that
2: just the end of the plate, or is it like in the in the water where the
1: in the water? Yeah. Where the, so you the, go the out off? far enough, you get to the drop off, and it goes down. That's the continental shelf. Isn't it interesting that on in on a geological scale, it's the shelves that are on the plates, whereas on a domestic scale, it's quite the opposite.
2: That is really interesting, Andy. <laughs> Could we have a world <laughs> where you put, a universe where you put, you lay your shelves on top of your plates? <laughs> I guess you just stack the plates on the ground up until mm. a nice place to have a shelf.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> and then so that you can access your, your shelf without having to bend over. Mm.
1: Mm. I mean, what, move it why so do you need can to it, access to your shelf? Well, so you
2: can move it so you can put it onto other plates or bowls, yeah. I suppose.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Anyway, mm. I I want I, um can what is there a sketch in this or a movie film in this, in this pre world. pre-industrial spacefaring? Um, oh, I think look, I mean, society. look,
2: there's a I've written down rocket thrusters before the wheel. Mm. World. Um mm. but I mean, I don't know what the sketch is yet. You know how I, guess, I, think I this guess would humans work? I guess humans meeting them. Mm. They don't. They haven't invented. They haven't. They discovered. They haven't in- invented the wheel. I mean, this could go in one of these, one. You know, one of the thousands of sort of Star Trek mm. recreated comedies that are now in existence.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, you know how this would occur in in uh, how they would get to this point. It would be if they had some, because because they live on this kind of great Fisher ridden um, planetary surface. Mm. The local. Animals. There's like a kind of a a creature that's like a beast of burden that has developed some sort of inertial flight that allows it to shoot across these chasms without um, without wings or something like that. It has some sort of it's developed some sort of innate anti gravity type thing that allows it to jump across these chasms. It could
2: just be it it could be a very uh, gaseous. Gaseous, gassy animal could that, be that that can <laughs> that can
1: blast put enough, itself, put, it, put
2: enough pressure on the mm. gas like diesel so that it combusts mm. like that, and and while if yeah. it does that whilst leaping, mm-hmm. it goes up and.
1: Well, lands. I think they. They naturally, they fart out this gas, right? But once they get over the chasm, as soon as they leap out, the heat that radiates up from the lava ignites the gas and that shoots them across the chasm. Now, you get 10, 15 of these bad boys. You lash them all together, tie them to your little sled. You mm-hmm. can actually get enough lift to drag yourself out of the planet's orbit and um, go across, uh, across the, you know, the yawning, what's it? Across that's what the, um that's what Santa Claus's you
2: know? sleigh was uh, originally pa- powered by. Correct.
1: Me. Yes.
2: I mean, yes. I, look. I, I
1: mean, I love I love your
2: idea. I also love my idea. But you know, it's a let's let's not decide on whose idea is who is is the yeah. right one.
1: I thought we it. had more or less the same idea.
2: Oh yeah, well I, mine mine was being ignited by the pressure it created, and yours was being ignited by throwing itself into the lava, and then yeah, the gas igniting I, I underneath it.
1: I think mine lend, lends itself to a, a a better scene in the movie where you have to charge towards the cliff you know and hope that you'll ignite when you bl- get go over it in order to blast off. Yeah, and I think you know? mine
2: lends itself I guess better to um a scene in the movie where it <laughs> It just launches itself and then lands safely by doing the right. same thing.
1: Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make two movies. We're going to have a scene-off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bloody scene-off. It's two movies released at the same time in the cinemas, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And one of them has your scene. They're identical movies except for one scene. That's right. It'll and be like
2: like the Deep Impact Armageddon scenario <laughs> where two movies mm-hmm. that are pretty similar. Yeah, One's got One's got a big yep. meteor, the other one's got a bunch of little meteors. Yep. Um, and this one, no. <laughs> but it, and but then this, but except that it'll be this one. But the both movies are the same except for the slight difference in the yep. mechanics of how these creatures. Correct. Start and whichever
1: gets the bigger biggest box office, yeah, is wins.
2: I think yours will have trouble once once they get sort of anywhere above where land is or where the lava Mm. is and then they run out of steam because they have no method of igniting it themselves Mm. um Mm. but we'll we'll, you're right we'll we'll see whether that failure in in internal logic affects your movie (laughs) sales (laughs) in a negative way
1: (laughs) um uh here's here's an idea that feels really obvious, but um, I haven't personally seen it explored, right? But you mentioned Santa Claus. Have there been any Santa Claus uh, pieces of media? I know he's a well-covered topic, Santa mm. Claus, right? But have there been any in which <laughs> the reindeer do fly by farting? Because that feels like such a gimme for like a comedy bit in the, in the movie that kids would love you get to you get to um the North Pole, and you're gonna go on the on the sleigh with santa and then he tells you just before you get on to hold your breath right because the way that he actually gets reindeers to fly is by feeding them like really bad food and they fart so much that they blast off and through the atmosphere but of course that means that Santa and his um you know, and all the toys and everything on the sleigh is being flying through this toxic cloud of of, of farts all the way around the world. It's a bit like that,
2: like getting onto a uh, a steam a steam engine, and you realize how awful the stench of burning coal is.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's indeed. But this is farts. But this is farts, and mm. and that's why Santa's beard is so white. It's been bleached by the farts. Oh man, I'm glad as because uh, I'm glad it's that that
2: that's the interpretation rather than it being like browned by it. <laughs> you know those people who have like white beards, but it's kind of a little bit goldeny around mm. the mouth.
1: They're smokers, right? Usually, aren't they? Sorry, I think you get that from smoking. Like you can really sort of stain the nicotine stain around the. The moustache and the the gob. Look, region. that's quite
2: possible. Um mm. I Andy, look, even though I don't think it's something that we would do, um, I think that it's a funny idea, and maybe there's even a
1: kid's book in it. I think there's definitely a kid's book book in it. Yeah. Um yeah. whilst farter, Christmas. I mean, it's it's it r- Andy, it's, writes itself.
2: It's done. It's already made. Mm. I mean, but
1: then <laughs> Oh yeah, I was
2: about to say then he's not the farter, but, but that doesn't it doesn't exclude that being a anyway doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, what what I thought of at right at the beginning when you mentioned mm. Santa is for mm. some reason I pictured a bunch of billionaires um, sitting down to a meal mm. uh, on some super yacht, mm. and and it's a couple of like you know it's like. It's one billionaire who's entertaining, you know, four or five other billionaires. And they're sitting down to this beautiful meal and the butler's cutting the, slicing the meat. And they said, I don't know if you've ever had this before, but this is actually Santa.
1: (laughs) 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 To hunt the most dangerous game of all. (laughs) Santa. Santa.
2: (laughs) It's just the rarest meat of them all. Obviously cooked well done, so you don't catch any of his diseases. But
1: Yeah. Uh, he has a lot the, of diseases. Uh, it's the
2: rarest <laughs> meat of all. <laughs> Uncooked meat. Mm.
1: I, think, uh, I think that's very, very good. And I think that's a sketch idea. The fact that billionaires kill and eat Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, Just to, to see what it's like. You go, ah, Mm. it's
2: it's not as good as I would have thought.
1: Mm. (laughs) Mmm. I would have pictured it being really... Whenever I saw pictures of him, I always thought, oh, yeah, he looks delicious. But I guess you would have it with mint
2: sauce, because I suppose it would sort of have a a candy cane kind of, you know, a reminiscence thing. You would serve it in a kind of Christmas-style roast.
1: Mm, I suppose. Meal. Yeah. If you, if your chef had any idea what he was doing, he would yeah. he would play on the imagery of the <laughs> of the Christmas tradition uh with <laughs> I mean, is this It's got your white meats and your episode? red meats like a candy cane. Oh, yes. <laughs> is this a um is this another Iron Chef where the secret ingredient is Santa Claus. Santa
2: Claus, yeah.
1: And you've got to make three different courses out of him. Or I however mean, that's, many they do that's a, a really Chef. cool
2: idea is the idea of, you know, when if you had a dinner, like if you were a billionaire and you had people over for dinner, sure, you could have a meal, but you could also have a live Iron Chef competition mm. so that you get Absolutely. to try a bunch of things where they've all experimented and with a really rare ingredient.
1: I imagine they do this for every single meal of the day. Yeah. (laughs) Jeff Bezos has the full arena thing going on there.
2: Yeah, and he he invites one lady who comes and tastes, (laughs) and she goes, it reminds me of the wind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what Jeff's like, always inviting that one lady. One
2: lady over who just has the most poetic interpretations. When I tasted this at first, I didn't feel anything. But then it reminded me of my childhood, so I liked it.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: So poetic. Do you, think the
1: reason, do you think the reason Jeff Bezos hasn't given me a billion dollars is because he's a coward? Hmm... A, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of people saying that. That's all I'm well, saying. Well,
2: it's a mixture of cowardice and ignorance.
1: Mm, yeah. You know, because part yeah, of it which, might
2: just be because he hasn't informed himself on who you are.
1: Yeah, you're right. But I don't think that's any kind of an excuse, right? I don't think ignorance is... is, is I I don't think many people would accept that as an excuse for why he hasn't done it. And I think if anything... Ignorance the of the Andy of the,
2: is no excuse.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. And the... the the combination of the cowardice and the the ignorance really makes it just doubly shocking. I think. Mm. And anyway, this is just this is what I'm hearing a lot of people saying. Yeah. And I, I think it's about time he came out and addressed it.
2: It's deafening. Um. And by
1: it, I mean an envelope full of a billion dollars. And by addressed, I mean addressed it to me by writing my address on it and send it through why the he regular it post. my life. <laughs> <in the envelope. laughs> <gasps> mm. um it is a shame you can't send yourself through the post
2: yeah, I mean more easily you haven't tried though have you
1: I haven't tried I haven't tried no
2: it feels like but, something mis- like something Mr. Bean would try
1: mm. yeah, you're absolutely right. be surprised if he hasn't
2: well he did get think- he did get locked in a in a mailbox, mm. No. No,
1: as you were as you were suggesting it, I had a little vision of him in a letterbox. and I was like, yeah. hey, "Did that actually
2: happen?" He got stuck in a letterbox because it was ju- while a postman was emptying it out, and he saw somebody that he was trying to avoid, so he hid.
1: <laughs>
2: and then the and then the, the you know while while the postman had his back turned, and then the postman l- closed the thing up, mm. and then and then he was kind of stuck in there, and he goes, "Hello, hello," and then he like he's trying to get attention, so he puts his tie. Out of the <laughs> out of the slot and then a dog comes and grabs it and starts pulling <laughs> oh, <of> it. <laughs> like, oh, really oh, good.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alistair. This is the funniest episode of Two in the Thick Tank ever, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's another one but, where he goes to the beach and he's trying to change his underpants. Yeah, being oh, in the think tank. Yeah. <laughs> it's his think think tank. We just live in it. Um I think, uh, how about this as a scene? Right? Yeah. Somebody uh, goes to the beach, right? Okay. And uh, they do an elaborate Mr Bean-like scene yep. in which they are taking off their pants and putting on something else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, trying to conceal themselves. It's very, you know, drawn out and hilarious, right? So that's already in the idea. You can't reject it now because I've already told you it's hilarious. But then we reveal that they weren't actually getting dressed into swimming clothes. They were just changing into a different slightly different coloured pair of pants. And yeah. then they look down at them and they look pleased with themselves and they trot off with their slightly different colored pair of pants. So that's good. And what if
2: what if as they're trying to cover themselves while they're changing, mm. the only thing exposed is their penis. <laughs> They manage to cover their eyes and face but the, <laughs> and their feet and, and legs, mm. but their penis is the only thing that's out.
1: All right, what if, what if it's this? The thing that they're changing into is some crotchless underwear mm. so that when they're into it successfully, <laughs> yeah. they whip away the towel and parade around in front, in front of everyone, the children, the grandparents mm-hmm. at the beach. Yeah, with with their genitalia hanging out of their crotchless underwear.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um. (laughs) All right. How do we write this down? (laughs) Is this a reverse Mr. Bean?
1: Yes, I think so. Reverse. It's that classic reverse Mr. Bean. There's a lot of classic reversals in this episode. We've classically reversed the uh, the trope of the uh, the White House being blown up by the mothership. Uh, and uh, we've also um, classically reversed Mister Bean. I guess, and
2: I-, I guess if it's if it's a pervert, somebody who's a you know who's always exposes themselves to people, mm. they're kind of trying to do it in a way so that it's constantly exposing. Them. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> you want you mm. want the actual, but yeah, I don't know. It's just an interesting idea, you know, trying to not be exposed, trying to not not be exposed.
1: Mm. Yeah, you're right. So they're, they're, a, they're a pervert mm. who goes through this elaborate thing of trying to change their pants without, without at any point covering their, their penis. Mm. But, you and know, they're it's working so hard and so on But there's
2: not, there's not a lot of reveals if you're constantly revealed, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Once you've it's revealed hard.
2: everything, you you lose your ability to reveal
1: Hmm. I'm wondering like I'm now I'm I'm picturing a thing for men, mm. right? This is a this is a, a a type of clothing for men that is just a skirt, right? Like a yeah. like a like a like a woman's skirt. Yeah. W- you know, with that elasticated sort of um waistband or whatever like a good quality um, skirt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. A, like a track
2: pants skirt. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think Alistair, I think you're being slightly unfair. I think you'll find that a lot of women's skirts have an elasticated waistband.
2: Well, I apologize. I don't know enough. I guess if you if you have that elasticated top and you put it r- right up to under into your armpits, then it's kind of mm. like a Marge Simpson dress.
1: It is. Yes, you're right. But what this is is that it's only for your penis and balls. Right. So so the elasticated bit sort of goes around the top, yeah, right, and then it hangs down like a like a dress, like a, sort of like a, maybe like a sort of a slinky evening dress, maybe with a, even with a little slit up the side, which can be quite sexy. A slip, um, but you, oh, I yeah. guess, would be na- totally naked otherwise. But so wait, um, so
2: you just have all your pubes and stuff exposed?
1: <laughs> well, you don't have to. I mean, what you do with those is is up to you. Yeah,
2: I mean, I don't want to judge. Um, I, obviously, I know you—you you like to go completely bare with that. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, it's
2: funny. I, I, I sometimes we only can do this podcast when Andy isn't sort of manicuring his pubic hair. That's when we <laughs> manage to <laughs>
1: manage to sneak fit one an episode. Yes, in, yeah, sneak in one the window. In. Yes, in my pubic window. <laughs> Uh, my manscaping It's one of the many things that you've business. sculpted it into. <laughs> I think, I don't know much about manscaping, right? But I think what I would like it to be is a bloke in, uh, in a van, you know, a, with, a, with a ute and a trailer that says Jim's manscaping on it, comes around mm-hmm. to my house and he lays me down yeah. in the front yard. And he takes off my trousers, or I do that myself. And a big pair pants.
2: of secateurs, or whatever, yeah. one of those joint.
1: No, no, he gets a little lawnmower, which he starts, a little two-stroke lawnmower, which he starts by yanking on a thing, oh, and then wow. he drives it over my pubic region. Yeah, the blades whirring and chopping <laughs> close to <laughs> my various areas. I mean, if it and, was a, ti-
2: uh, a tiny little one, because this is almost yes. an, uh, a Mister Bean kind of t- style well, idea. <laughs> <laughs> but with pubic hair And it's just a tiny one It's about the size You know it would fit In the palm of your hand But mm. it looks just like A regular lawnmower And he pulls on it It's got a little two strokes Is this already what you said?
1: Mm. Yeah That's exactly what I said Yeah Wow Yeah
2: I'm, I'm really sorry
1: No that's fine I, It's great to hear it back That's where I like I, it even more When you say it
2: That's where I got That idea from
1: <laughs> Here's what I was thinking About while you were talking I was thinking about What you were saying how I was going to say it as soon as you were finished, um, I, th- I think. I think this could be the second entry in our new um, new series, "Sexy Mister Bean." <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: write down "Sexy Mister Bean too. <laughs> <laughs> Um Manscaping.
1: Mm, I think. Uh, would Mister Bean? have his pubes sca- scaped or would he run the service <laughs> comes around with the
2: little lawnmower? Um, yeah. I mean, that is a fun idea, uh, but especially I'd like it. They're, they're still doing it in the backyard, right?
1: No, uh, well, I was the front yard for me because uh, then okay. I think people walking past can see and that makes it funnier yeah. and sexier. Cause I remember yeah, those that are the two. Sexi-
2: <laughs> yeah. Funnier and <laughs> sexier. Um, yeah, great, and then and because I think I think it feels like a very Mister Bean thing to reveal mm. a tiny lawnmower, mm. but especially yeah, if he's I'm, taking it out of a big trailer.
1: I'm just going on uh, the internet right now as mm-hmm. we speak, and I'm googling "sexy Mister Bean," two, and I'm just seeing if there are any sexy Mister Bean, uh, like hol- uh, uh, what are those? You know Halloween costumes, and mm. you know what? There aren't any um, sexy Mister Bean costumes. What there are a lot of is pictures of sexy women with Mister Bean's face uh, photoshopped onto them.
2: Oh yeah, there's a bit of that, but so but there's no women g- dressing up as like a sexy Mister Bean for Halloween. There is
1: there is not. A single one. Well, How crazy is that?
2: I think that that allows me, at this coming Mm. Halloween, to get dressed up as a woman getting dressed Mm. up as a sexy Mr. Bean.
1: Mm, Because it feels
2: like that's (laughs) something that doesn't exist yet.
1: (laughs) The double Mm. double layer. Yeah. There is... There is a uh, a, m- a meme on Know Your Meme which is "Stupid Sexy Mr Bean," which is just uh, pictures of young uh, Rowan Atkinson where people think he looks sexy. So there you go. It's
2: I don't know how he could look any sexier than he already does. But well, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> believe it, Alastair. Believe it. Um, I think uh, I think that's great. How many sketch ideas do we have written down, Alistair? One,
2: two, three, four, five,
1: six. Great. Well, you know what it's time for?
2: Is it time for, for three words from a listener, from one of our Patreon supporters?
1: It is time. Well, this. For this three Andy, words.
2: Yes. This, this is from uh, Adrian Hernandez Arista.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, I feel I hear that name and I feel like I've had a I've had a three course meal. Like mm-hmm. I yep, that's you've everything
2: had, I You've need. had an entree of Santa, you've had a mane mm. of Santa, and then mm-hmm. you obviously you've had a a, a dessert, of of Santa, dessert. Something something from his sack, maybe.
1: Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, very good. Thank you so much, Adrian. I Adrian. don't need to hear another name for for the rest of the year, I think ah, yes. heard that. Name. And you won't. And I won't, um, probably.
2: <laughs> Adrian, I mean that's only because of the, the deafening clogging of your ears from the your poor um ear hygiene. I don't know where I was going with this. Um
1: <laughs> But I like it, Alistair. Yeah. I want to go there with you.
2: If you developed a condition, say, where you where you were doing a lot of mass earwax production. <laughs> yep. Um go but on. But you continued to refuse to believe in any kind of ear hygiene, <laughs> which I assume yep. that right now you practice. Yeah, that's me. You, you practice a refusal to do anything to do with ear hygiene.
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I mean it's it's probably is, it's probably true. And it's probably what I stick doctors my actually finger order. In there and wiggle it around. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean doctors probably say don't fuck with that shit.
1: That's the medical consensus.
2: Let, let the ears just deal with its own stuff. Don't put anything mm-hmm. in there. That's pretty good, isn't it, that the body, that nature has invented a lot of self-cleaning holes?
1: Yeah. That's pretty yeah, good. I, well, I th- I think I think we probably wouldn't be around if it weren't for the invention of self-cleaning holes.
2: Because that
1: seems like the most difficult thing to clean. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess the, the only alternative would be to develop a symbiotic relationship with one of those little mantis shrimp that you Mm. see on the coral reefs living in a hole and they flick out all of the um, grains of sand that come into their their burrow. So you'd have to have one of them living in there.
2: I wouldn't mind having a little crab or something like that living in our ears. Like just one of those small ones.
1: Yeah. Because they
2: they do carry stuff out of their holes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They could roll it up into a ball and flick Mm. it out yeah or like or use it to sort of build a wall around the outside, build a sort of you know they yeah. they' probably chew it up and then mush it down with their saliva or whatever, and form this really hard thing, and they'd build these great funnel like um mm. structures
2: yeah, so so you can hear better mm and but and then you know obviously the only problem with having a creature in your ear is that at some point they're going to want to breed. Yeah. Um and then but then I guess it would happen at the same time as you meet your beloved. Yes. And then they breed and then you've basically got to have a kid mm. so that so that the the young from the, the the you know the offspring from those two creatures breeding can go into your kid's ear. Correct. And it's the only way you can get rid of it and keep your ears healthy but unclogged by crabs.
1: Well, I guess, really, that this, would have to, this would explain pubic lice, right? Because yeah. what it would be is that they actually evolved to live in your ear, but much like a um, salmon that goes back to the stream where it was born to spawn, yeah. they would have to go back down to your pubic region, make the enormous trek all the way across the body, huge and dangerous, mm. um, to spawn in your pubic region and then somehow get o- into the ears of your young as your children are born. And then oh, they can yeah. make their way back. Um, so, do you think to the ear?
2: You think they they ride that wave of sperm?
1: Yeah, I think probably yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They hold they 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 make one of the sperm. They're actually the one who leads it. They know they're the only animal who knows the way to the egg, mm. and they're born with that information, maybe tattooed <laughs> on their back, which they can see because yeah. of their because of their high eyes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and. Uh, and then they yeah, ride a I mean, sperm it's like it's a,
2: like it's a like they're a cowboy,
1: and it's one of those relationships that seems almost too complex for us to be able to understand how it was able to evolve. But there you go, that's just one of the wonders of nature. Yeah. So anyway, Adrian, there's your sketch. Hope you liked it. Hope you <laughs> felt like we used your three words.
2: <laughs> um. Wait, anyway, I just got to write down ear crab mm. breeding cycle.
1: Yep. Okay. Right.
2: <laughs> um, uh, all right, Adrian. We're going to mention your three words now. Um. Oh man, the words almost feel even a little bit connected. But you can't. You're not allowed to re reverse engineer a sketch. You're not allowed to take us. You're not allowed to have people send in three words and then re- take an idea that you've already written down and then see, make it seem how uh, talk about how it fits the three words that somebody sent in. So no.
1: Well. Well. We'll see. We make the rules on this podcast. So you all tell right. me the words, Alistair. I'd, I'd invite, in fact, I'll ask you to guess the words. All
2: right. Let me guess and I'll see if I got them right. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Closeted, Homo sapien, and sun, And, oh, Closeted. no, I got, I got those all wrong. Hang on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, those actually, no, those are right on. Sorry. I must have Oh, guessed. wow. Yeah, I got, this I got them This right. is
1: crazy because. I'm so bad at this, but I can't believe you got all three of them. Yeah, but, you know,
2: it's just because it's, yeah, of your garbage mind.
1: Mm, I guess so. Closeted, homo sapien, son, S-O-N?
2: Yeah, S-O-N. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Your child. Child? Well, well, uh, you know, this makes me obviously think of... um, You know, uh, uh, of of children being uh, abandoned in the woods to be raised by um, by wolves and that sort of thing, and (gasps) having to you know, I mean, this is basically what um, Mowgli was for a long time. I think.
2: Sure. Didn't Um, want
1: to admit to his himself that he was a man cub. Or he didn't want to
2: admit to the wolves.
1: Mm, To the wolves. I mean this
2: this would have happened at one point, Andy, with with evolution. When, yes. Let's say there were still just Homo habilis around, right? Yep. And then the first one to be born who you would consider Homo sapien mm. probably they had to. Over. It just clicked over, and yep. probably just had to, had to play it off like he was just a regular Homo habilis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: goes, "Oh boy, this is awkward." Yeah, but yeah, Not like the I, others. Thumbs what, what, slightly more opposable. Uh, uh, standing slightly more upright.
1: Yes, yes. Brain pan slightly deeper. That's, you know,
2: and that's brow, what would have allowed them. Uh, s-
1: slightly less in. angled. Eh? <laughs> Just lesser brow. Everybody would yeah. have laughed at them. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it sounds awful when you put it like that. Their handsomeness
2: through the roof.
1: yes. Oh, I've got. I've got to say this about a lot of those those um, prehistoric humans. Yeah, I don't find them sexy.
2: Well, this is what's interesting is that it has followed a trajectory of more and more sexually attractive. Mm. And yep. you can tell why they went in that direction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think that evolution is making us sexier?
2: I think is so. That- I mean, it makes sense. I mean, on the most basic level, evolution is about who, who gets, has ha, had, had sex mm. with the most and who's going to get had sex with the most.
1: The sexiest.
2: The, more, the, the, more, the haughtiest, the sexiest.
1: I wouldn't mind doing a reread of Darwin's Origin of the Species <laughs> and just see if he mentions the word sexy in there. Well, or maybe just I a mean, word he's find.
2: British and he said
1: fittest. <laughs> As he said, "Oh, fittest, damn! Yeah, girl, you're fit, but my gosh, don't you know it? Yeah, well fit, well fit. Survival of the well fittest. <laughs> 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 is this is this our new character, sexy Darwin? <laughs> sexy, da- yes. Um, yeah, great.
2: Wait, veered." Us, <laughs> towards.
1: So, and I guess, I guess we. I mean, have we talked? Have we talked about this? Feels <laughs> almost like something we've done before. We have talked about Darwin a fair bit, but going around the world and looking at um, different animals, mm. and and I guess he was looking at them to see what's the sexiest. One, He was probably blown away by how sexy some of them were. And, you know, you, it's unsurprising um, that he came up with his theory originally in the Galapagos, a tropical island yes. where it's warm all the time. You don't have to wear a lot of clothes. And a lot of those iguanas and mm-hmm. tortoises, they're just letting it all hang out. And he probably noticed how sexy they all were.
2: And he thought these were all probably really evolved.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I guess, I mean, he didn't have that word at the time. He would have just used the word sexy. Yeah. And then <laughs> l- later on come to a theory. <laughs> um, later on come to a th- theory of evolution. But initially yes. it was just an, it was just a, he was just rubber rubbernecking. Mm-hmm. Gawping. He was just gawking. He was having um, a perv.
1: Alistair, I, uh, I am, this has been so much fun. and I am having an absolutely wonderful time, but I, my computer's about to run out of batteries. Do you think we could go through the sketches that we've come up with today? All right,
2: Andy, here we go. We've got the White House ship seduces alien mm. mothership.
1: Yes. That, ate- that would, I would stand and applaud in the cinema when I saw that happening mm-hmm. out of my patriotism as a That's right. proud American.
2: Think- do you think the White House ship would have legs so that it can really do both types of thrusting?
1: Um, I think maybe you could use the columns for that.
2: Eh? The well, I could use the columns. I mean, maybe they flip down <laughs> to become mm. legs. Yep. They rotate around, and then two of the outer columns become arms.
1: It has wings. The west wing. That's it true. has at least one wing <laughs> that I know of. I don't um, know if it has an east wing. Mm? Hmm? I don't know if it has an east wing.
2: It's got to, Andy. You can't have a west wing without an east wing.
1: That's just maths.
2: Eh? Well, it would not make sense. It just wouldn't make sense. Yep. Um, Then we got rocket thrusters before the wheel world. I Mm. mean, you know, this is a world where rocket thrusters were invented before the wheel due to these uh, animals that produce gases that allow them to Mm. rocket power around but then they How reverse they ignite. It.
1: Let's not say.
2: Well, uh, we could say. No, no, no.
1: Let's not say. Then
2: we've got uh farting reindeer propulsion. This is a mm, children's book. It's a it's just it's it's more of a scene out of a sort of some kind of Santa movie or children's book. Yeah. And we're and, and really also we're putting it out there just to see if it's been done already. Yep. Yep. Which I often get messages on Facebook and Twitter P- to people pointing us towards things that we have said, that people going, that is already a thing. And you go, all right, mm. well. But there's still a satisfaction in knowing that something that we came up with can exist.
1: Yes. It's probably um, the the quickest route to that.
2: Um, I think Jaden... Jaden... Younger? Mm? Do you know Jaden from... I feel like I've, I'm getting a second name wrong. Um, sent us a thing basically showing us a a uh, coffee cup being held by one of those arms. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, after we came up with the hot drink disco, um, mm. there was a guy who held a beer with a stabilizing gimbal while he was dancing. That was Brayden.
2: pretty cool. Oh, my God. I said Jaden. It was Braden Douglas. Brayden Douglas. Not Jaden yep. Younger. Thanks, Brayden. Thanks, Brayden. But, yeah, but... <laughs> He said the person was <laughs> dancing with one of those, but it wasn't a hot drink in a dance club. All um,
1: right. Well, I don't have much time. Let's bu- burn through these sketches, Alistair. All right.
2: We got billionaires eating Santa. We got reverse Mr. Bean beach change. We've got sexy mm. Mr. Bean 2 manscaping. We got ear crab breeding cycle. And we got the evolution has uh, veered us towards sexiness. Sexy Darwin. Mm. Boom, sexy ch- Darwin. boom, boom, ch- boom, boom, ah! boom, boom, boom. Oh.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. We really do appreciate it. No I problem. have been Andy.
2: And I've been TB, And you can find me at AlistairTB sure. on Twitter. We're I'm at, at two stupid and tank. Old
1: Andy. We're at Two in Tank indeed. And you can support uh, us on Patreon. You can review us on iTunes. You can check us out around the place.
2: And next time we're all going to have chargers for our computers when we're doing our thing.
1: They're Sorry, to Alistair. You all. See you later. <laughs> right, bye. We love you. We love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you
0: want, it's, it's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.